Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Today's episode is another interview from the St. Paul Ice Show back in December. We're talking to Joe Henry from the Lake of the Woods Tourism Bureau, but the conversation is pretty trashy. We're talking about a program called Keep It Clean. This program is designed to educate, promote, and enforce on-ice cleanup of garbage and other waste. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. So Lake of the Woods is really definitely one of the most popular destination lakes in Minnesota, if not the most popular part of it by some of the work that you do. We'll give you some credit, Joe. Thank you. Um, with that comes some problems, though, and that's what we wanted to talk about today is the Keep It Clean campaign. Tell me a little bit about that. We don't keep it clean. Uh, we started Keep It Clean about 10 years ago up at Lake of the Woods, and the way it originated was uh, the Friends of Zippo Bay State Park actually uh, they do a spring cleanup on the, the nice beautiful sandy beaches of Zippo Bay State Park that are right on Lake of the Woods and one year the wind was blowing in just right when the when the ice went out and I'll tell you what they picked up four trailer loads full of garbage so as a group we started talking about it in the area and saying geez if the wind was just perfect that's one small area on Lake of the Woods what about the garbage that sinks what if the wind wasn't right what about the rest of the lake what about having 2.5 million angling hours on our big lake? What does that do with all the garbage? So we said, you know, we need to do something. So, uh, you know, Mike Hurst with Lake of the Woods Soil and Water Conservation District, and he came to me and we organized a group of stakeholders, you know, DNR Fisheries, DNR Enforcement, Lake of the Woods County, Roseau County, uh, more soil and water people, some other people from the county, you know, stakeholders coming together with a common interest. And basically we, we created Keep It Clean, created a logo, created a mission, you know, basically, in a, in a nutshell, the purpose of Keep It Clean is to educate, promote, and enforce keeping our garbage and different types of waste, including human waste, off of the ice. Now what's interesting is the Keep It Clean campaign, we've been running this for 10 years. We have different kind of signage and we do a, a geofencing on our lake. So if you're driving out on Lake of the Woods, once you get a half mile out, you might get a little uh, uh, message saying, hey, help, please help keep Lake of the Woods clean. Talk about it on the radio shows, we talk, you know, just wherever we can get the word out because it's a common interest. But the interesting thing is, this is an ice belt problem. This isn't just a Lake of the Woods problem. Wherever there's ice fishing or snowmobiling or outdoor recreation on ice, you know, there's, there's a chance for garbage because of human beings. So in the last year, we've had Upper and Lower Red Lake come on board. We've had Lake Mille Lacs come on board, Lake Vermilion, the, uh, the, the Fairmont uh, chain of lakes. And we have other destinations and, and uh, uh, lake associations inquiring because it's a challenge. You know, and, and I'll tell you, the, the great thing is ice fishing is fun, it's popular. The tough thing about that is you got more people on the ice and it's a kind of a detriment to our environment in some cases. Right. So you said educate, promote, and force. Let's talk about that first one, educate. How are you doing that? You know, we, uh, so we, 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 ha we have a, a website. It's uh, keepitcleanmn.org. So we, we're putting things out there. You know, we're doing signage, we're doing media releases, press releases. Um, we're, we're working with the media very close. Uh, give you an example. The, the organization Min Fish uh, and Ron Shera, they actually, Ron helped us create a video for Keep It Clean. They've been playing that video at the beginning of uh, all the seminars here at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. We pushed that out. Um, you know, just uh, on our websites, we have five different points on, on what you can do to 
you know, help keep your lakes clean. We've been working with garbage haulers. We've been working with areas to, to, to make sure that they have dump stations for the winter. You know, a lot of these wheelhouses now, they have the, the, the RV additions and things have heated holding tanks, right? You know, we've seen some instances where some of that stuff's getting dumped on the lakes or on the shorelines. Not a lot. Most people are fantastic, but if it happens one time, it's one time too many. So now what we're doing is making sure that different areas have, you know, areas that are promoted and that you can dump your, your, your tanks in the wintertime. Just things like that. You know, we're, we're all working together. This is a common problem. And I'll tell you, 99% of the people, they, they want to do the right thing. I'll say this too, you know, I think there's two groups of people, my, my opinion. One group of people, they're, they're kind of pigs. They just don't care. They have that attitude. That's a really small sliver. I think there's another group of people that are very well-meaning people, but you know, when you go out and just stay overnight on the ice, wherever you stay, if you stay overnight for three or four nights, hey, let's take our garbage bags, let's just set them outside the fish house for now, and you know, we have, we'll pick them all up when we go. But it's over the course of four days, and it's blowing out, it's snowing out, it's 25 below, you leave when you're tired, you leave when you're dark, you're in a hurry, blah, 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 blah. One or two things gets left behind, multiply that by two and a half angling hours, two and a half million angling hours, it's a lot of garbage being left by good people. Right. So th those are the things where we're just trying to really have people dial in, you know, bring colored bags with you, um, put your garbage bags right away in the pickup or keep them in a garbage can so they don't blow. Um, help pick up other people's trash you see. You know, if you're, if you're moving your fish house that's been blocked up and those blocks are frozen in, take five, 10 minutes to chop those blocks out and bring them with you. you know, little things like that makes a big difference. Yeah. Just bring a hammer, you can knock those out of there pretty easily. And the nice thing about ice fishing is it's cold outside. You can put that garbage in the back of your truck, it's just going to freeze and you'll be fine. It's not like you're putting it back there and it's 70 degrees outside and you're going to open your tailgate and it's going to smell like just awfulness. So, I mean, everything's going to freeze up really nice. So, yeah, the garbage just goes right in the back of the truck. Well, then the other, the other thing we talk about too is, you know, human waste. You know, and it depends upon where you go fishing and how you fish, but, you know, some resorts offer porta potties, some resorts offer facilities. Well, you know, whether you have a plastic bag that you have to get rid of, making sure you get rid of that plastic bag in the right places not leaving them on the ice, not setting them outside so they freeze in and you pull them up and it breaks. So now you got plastic and human waste that's left behind. I mean, I, I hate to talk about that, but it's a real problem. Yeah. You know, so uh, having a game plan of some type, whether it's how you do it or how somebody else does it, and uh, just being, being responsible about it, being proactive on it, you know, uh, planning ahead. Right, for sure. Nothing like a, a nice garbage bag and some kitty litter in a bucket, and you're good. Oh yeah, I, that's that's uh, it's it's pretty simple. That's a great idea. You know, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I I, I do the kitty litter thing, and you're, you're good for the whole week. That is a really good idea. I'll have to bring that up. Yeah. Leave it outside. It freezes. Yeah. Good. Yep. So, uh, that's a good way to go about it. So you talk. We talk. Educate. We talk. Promote. How about enforce? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. We don't tell you. So we we deal a lot with the Minnesota DNR, and uh, that's we're Minnesota destination. So consequently, but you know, the Minnesota DNR folks have been great to work with. They're very proactive. They're very team oriented and you know the, the hard part about it is for, for the Minnesota DNR to give somebody a ticket for leaving trash behind it they literally have to catch them in the act of driving away and see everything that's happening before they can give them a ticket it's next to impossible to catch that timing rate so we're talking about different solutions you know one of the solutions we're talking about and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag but one of the things we've been talking about is you know if, if, if you and I were fishing in the summertime and we got bait containers, we got wrappers from sandwiches and whatever else for garbage, you know, pop bottles and things. If, if we put that in a garbage bag and tied a rope on it, threw it over the boat and dragged it around in the water, people would think we're nuts. 
Yeah, we don't think anything of putting garbage bags on the ice when we're ice fishing. And then consequently, somebody gets left behind, right? We've been talking, what would happen if there was some kind of a regulation that you couldn't be putting garbage on the ice at all? That that garbage would have to either be in a pickup truck, in a truck, in a garbage can, left in your fish house somewhere, but it wouldn't touch the ice. It couldn't be left on the ice. Can you just imagine how many tons of garbage that would not be put into our lakes and rivers over the course of one winter? Now multiply that by 10. It's, it would potentially be a game changer and it would give the DNR potentially something to enforce. Most people would, I, I think, jump on that. We're experimenting. I don't know if it's going to go that way, but as an example, that's one of the conversations we're having about enforcement. Yeah, it, it sounds a little crazy, I think, to some people to talk like that, but I was actually visiting with a guy from Maine yesterday, and they have these big reservoir lakes where they pull city water, and it's actually illegal to touch the water there. Wow. So when you pull your fish out, you know, you can pull it out, but like, they don't want you physically touching the water on that lake. So, so consequently, talking about this is much more realistic when you hear that. Right, right. I mean, that's, that was, that's pretty extreme, but that's the level that they're trying to protect. Because not only is it a fishing resource, but it's also a resource for them to get their drinking water. And they are protecting it as, as, I guess, as well as they can by doing that. Well, you know, and I think it's important to note, too, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm a real guy, just like you are. I love my ice fishing. I'm not a tree hugger. I'm not radical. Right. But, but at the same time, I'm looking at this saying, there's a lot of garbage that goes in that ice. And, and even by good-meaning people, mm -hmm. if we could even make a, just a change in behavior that way, what a difference, a game-changer that could be. So, for, and I'm thinking about my own ice fishing. It wouldn't be a big deal for me. It really wouldn't yeah. be. Put the, put the garbage in your back of your truck. It's not difficult. Right. Um, and it's something, you know, I've talked to guys from Red Lake, and, you know, that becomes kind of a party atmosphere, especially this time of year with first ice. And some of the guys in the resorts here will tell me they'll, they'll drive around, and there's just there's garbage everywhere. So if we want to prevent us having to make rules like that, well, then let's start taking responsibility and make sure that it doesn't have to happen because we are going to, as, as a group, as sportsmen, as anglers, as whatever we are, we're going to decide we're done with this. Well, you know, and, and, and it's one of the things, too, that I think if something like this would ever work, it's coming from us as a group working together on it, not saying poo-poo, negative, negative. You know, we've got to change something, right? Yeah. And, and it's where we do have to work together. This isn't coming from the top down. This would be coming from, from all of us saying, hey, we think this could be a realistic solution, and hopefully it, uh, it goes over. Hopefully something good happens from it. Thank you very much. Joe, uh, you know, I know we've got a lot of people here, and you're here to talk yep. about Lake of the Woods with people. I don't want to hold you up too long. Is there anything about this Keep It Clean that we didn't talk about that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, just that, uh, you, you know, if you, uh, if you happen to be a stakeholder in your area uh, for, for the watershed, if you're part of a lake association, if you're part of a destination management organization, part of a, a nonprofit or anything like that, you know what? I would say uh, right now we are welcoming people to join our group. And you know, what does it take to join the group? We're not charging anything. All we're doing is making people, not making, we're, we're we're asking people to fill out an agreement that says that we're not going to alter the Keep It Clean logo. We're not going to change the messaging. We want to keep some control of the brand because we think we have a good brand. The other thing I'll say is that, you know, we're actually looking at getting rid of the organization. Here's what I mean by that. This, this organization is growing and you can see that as lake associations and different destinations find out who wouldn't want to be part of it because everybody has the same problems. We already have the logo, we have the messaging, we have the website, we have everything set. Boom, turnkey. 
With that being said, we think there's an opportunity for a nonprofit, an association, an agency. We think there's an opportunity for somebody to come in who's got some passion to take this project on, this very important project, but there's also some win-wins because look at the potential number of contacts that you'd have uh, relationships with. So I don't know if that's going to happen, when it's going to happen. In the meantime, we're going to run it strong, but, but that's kind of the long, uh, the, the long game. Very good. Joe Henry, people want to find out more about this. How do they find out? You know what? Check out our website, and it's uh, keepitcleanmn.org. Keepitcleanmn.org. And, of course, you can always find Joe and Lake of the Woods Tourism Bureau where? Yep. You know what? Check out our website, you guys. If you want to come up to Fish and Lake of the Woods, want to find out more about lodging or fish houses or how we ice fish or just really everything Lake of the Woods, we got a very robust website, and that is lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Very good. Joe Henry, appreciate it. Once Thank again, you very much. Fun talking to you, and uh, I'm going to Lake of the Woods next week. I'm pretty excited about it's it. It's going to be a hot fight, I guarantee you that. It'll be good. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.